Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Quite quickly because it's all that wet, wet snow, 
And mm-hmm. uh, anybody knows Vancouver, I'm on the, in West Vancouver in the north uh, over across the bridges. So it's like I'm nestled right into the mountains. And, and like I've said before, I look like right now I look out onto the North Shore, onto the mountains. So yesterday I was doing a film coaching with someone from L.A. because I, I do a lot of that. And, and I'm sitting here and I go, oh, there's an eagle. And I had so about five or six eagles go fly by my, uh, by my window. So I thought somebody's – maybe somebody – they're all leaving somewhere. I don't know. Usually the crows attack them, but there's all these – American eagles flying by, so <laughs> my window. So it's a pretty amazing sight. This sounds like you're in paradise, as far as I'm concerned. So that's very cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, so we're going to talk about interpreting the script today, and what the director needs to know, or or what the what yeah. what the director does in order to interpret the script. So, um, can you elaborate on on um, uh, what the director should be asking uh, his or herself when it comes to um, the screenplay? Well, sure I will, and and I think I just want to do a caveat for first of all. Like I'm not a writer. It's like I'm like Snoopy. You know, I sort of get to it was a dark and stormy night, and I get to the dot 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 part, right? And but I, I feel I'm a rewriter. Once I get the, the first draft of the script, I go to town, right? And uh, you know, there's a lot of people listening that will be writers, you know, and writers and directors and and all of that. I tried writing a few screenplays before and, and just sort of not, I have the ideas, but it's not, it's a different kind of tack. It's a different kind of approach to take it. So again, there's, you know, when you read the books like story and all of those books, um, it's really important to understand about the story structure. And as we work through it, because as directors, we tell it the story visually. So really it's, you're translating. It's, it's like you're reading the script to translate it into another language, I think is important thing to understand and, and the, as directors. So as you read the script, and everybody's going to bring different things out in the script, um, there's certain things that you really need to look for. And, and the first thing, um, well, there's, there's not in any order, I guess, uh, you know, but I'm always asking writers, uh, young writers, etc. So, well, you know, if I read a script, I go, well, what's your theme? And that's usually the first thing I start with. Um, uh, when I when I'm talking to people about scripts, uh, because it's like everything comes out of the theme, uh, and that'll affect um, dialogue, characters, actions, all of that kind of thing. So theme is is very important, and and we we all have our own themes. Uh, if you're if you are writing a film, or you're you you you're two of you are writing the film, and then it's your story, you obviously have. Uh, you have to make sure you have the right theme in there. Um, if you've done a lot of television like I have, uh, where you walk in, you get hired, you walk in, you're given a script, and you go, okay, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> uh, at least I pay my rent this month. That's okay. Uh, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're you're going to get different. As you well know, as an actor, you're going to read the script, and you'll say the same thing. Uh, but we have to make it work, right? So there's, there's this principle still apply. So... I guess initially, like theme is really important. Is it about love? Is it about transformation? What is that? You want to. You may not know off the top what it is, but as you do your research and dig through it, you want to find out what the theme is. And I always say, take the theme, write it out, put it on a sticky, and put it on your computer. And then whatever that is, um, is going to enable you to move forward. Uh, you know, through the film, and, and you always keep coming back to that theme. And sometimes the theme will change as things change, or you, you know, you're with writers and producers, and all of a sudden there's a different kind of it goes on a different route. Um, but it's it's important to understand what that theme is. So I guess that's the first thing I always I always tell tell myself as well as any other writers. What what is your theme? Figure it out. Put it on a sticky and put it on a computer and write in front of you at all times. Um, I think a lot of times, too, we get scripts. It's like anything. You read a book or anything, and it's what's attracted to you, what what, what attracted you to the story. Um, what's, what was your first reaction to it? I think that's really important. Um, how, how did it make you feel, right? And I think those are major issues when you read anything. And uh, because that's you need to hold on to that because it's your first reaction to the script is what hopefully the audience is going to have. You know, now sometimes I read a script and I'm thoroughly excited, you know, and I go, "Wow, this is going to be a great movie." I mean, it, it, that is that enthusiasm or that initial initial rush. And obviously, there are other screenplays that that I read and go, "Oh gosh, you know, yeah. this just doesn't doesn't do it for me." Um, 
what do you do in the case of me if you know, I mean, in other words, you're T V director for hire. Yeah. And you got a script and, and you read it and you go, Oh, wow, and the, the lights and bells and everything go off and you're thrilled or you go, Wow, I'm not so enthused. Um that initial attraction, as a director, what, what do you do or how do you work to overcome? Well, you asked two uh, questions there. You, you asked two questions there, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Is what do you do if, it's, if you're thrilled with it, and then what do you do if you're not so thrilled with it? Right, so, right. Uh, if you're thrilled with it, then there's the bonus. But the same thing still applies is why were you thrilled with it? You need to find that out. I mean, it's like the first time you read a script is technically the – the last time you're going to enjoy it in a sense because from now on it's all work, right? You have to take the whole thing apart and uh, and, and and talk about uh, everything in the script. So it's it's work. So if we take it that you go, wow, this is interesting, uh, well, you, you want to do the same thing. You want to find out what made it interesting. What were the areas, what were the reactions uh, that made it interesting? I remember because I was as an AD for a very long time, assistant director, and I would get scripts to read and when my kids were young or they're in their, their early teens, and I would read a script, and i go, okay, yeah, whatever. So then i give it to Megan or Andrew, and i hear them laughing. And i go, well, I didn't find anything funny in there. Or Megan would walk in one day, she, I guess it was a teen comedy or something I was reading, and she walks in, Dad, we don't talk like this, you know, <laughs> in the script, right? Or if I find a, a script, you know, really interesting and, and fascinating, and I give it to my kids, whatever, you know, they kind of go in and go, oh, well, good luck. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's all it's perspective, it's age, uh, your background. Uh, you know, it's it's universal. It's you know, there's nothing. You know, it's universal in the sense that it's very very subjective, right? About where a script comes from, and that's really the key, because because you know, as it's an art form, and as all art, there's no rules, and so you, but you as a director have to really look and, and find out inside yourself. Well, if I really liked it, then that's what I'm going to hold on to, and 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 then you just make changes accordingly. On the other side of the coin, which happens more often than not, unfortunately, uh, well, I think what you can attest to is you're going to get scripts that aren't very good, and uh, the story doesn't work, or the characters are unbelievable, or within the first five pages, you know exactly what's going to happen on page 110. Um, this is the majority of scripts that are floating around, and people but but we're talking going into production so you have to look at it and you go well if you're doing television you get hired to do the series i i think you get hired to do the series rather than the script uh you know because there's lots of people uh all the producers and everybody are going to be rewriting the script and again in television it's a producer's medium not a director's medium so the direct the producers basically have final say in everything all the casting script revisions all of that cost right down to costumes so you're kind of just coming in to to put get it in you know get these 42 pages or or 42 minutes whatever it is on the screen so you have to find the areas that don't work and make them work and deal with the writers you have to find out how to make something interesting when it doesn't sound interesting um it, it to a certain extent it's a lot more work but all the principles are you know still apply so I guess when you and you so uh, you know I know you're a professional you know you have to look at it and go okay well maybe I can maybe I can change the engine maybe something in here I can make a character more believable realistic or because you sit down with producers and you have your concept meetings you you read the script uh, a couple times you make your notes and you always have concept meetings and this is where you bring up uh, um, your suggestions or comments and. Uh, about, of course, you always keep in mind that probably the people you're talking to maybe wrote the script, so it's always a political animal, but um, you want to do the best you can and bring the story forward. And so, uh, you know, we always look at first drafts. Uh, other scripts are not which are not the drafts that are filmed, thank goodness. Uh, there's there's a process of discovery that goes through all of this, and that's important. So, oh, yeah, Absolutely. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go ahead. No, I mean that's but uh, so I I think it's uh uh it's the work you do and how do you make but, it interesting, you know? Well, in, in that that is uh, really actually I think a, a a truly important question because if you 
find that script that you know pops for you and you're eager and you're excited and you're lucky enough then to direct it and and have a fabulous crew it's it's one thing because all the stress and all the problems of of, of filmmaking are still there but your attitude you know sees can help see you through it because you're doing something you like and and doing something you love on the other hand if you're hired and it, and it does mean that your rent check uh you know you're doing it because you need to make the rent um and you got something that you don't like that much you know i it, i don't think any job if you don't like it is 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 worth doing but sometimes you have to so for the director when when you've got a script that is less than glorious and you're in a position and you have to direct it um you really got to change your own attitude and you and or you got to be able to change the script somewhat to your satisfaction in in order to shoot it and and, and make it work for you if you're going to because I, I don't think you can make a great movie if your heart's not in it. Well, or a great yeah, show. I, I, I was, I'm trying to jump in on you exactly. You said the key words. You change your attitude too, because as a professional, you look at it and go, okay, you know, this is a television script. It's a television series. Not every show is going to be 100. percent But you're following characters, and audiences are following characters, and your job is to come in and follow that and make it as most interesting as possible and you can add the stuff you direct you know producers will listen to you if you as long as you're staying within the realm of the show um the character development is incredibly important over you know 5 years or whatever it is um and you find that and you do and it's sort of your first reactions if you read it in a coffee shop or where you read it you just go oh my god you know but then you start working at it you know and then you know i i'm always sort of at the end of the shows I do, say, well, it worked. it's a lot better than when the first draft I read. You know, is it great? Maybe not. Or this worked out, or sometimes they work out. And sometimes you get a good script, and just for whatever reason, it doesn't work out either because of casting or logistics or, or a location falls through, you know, whatever. Right. You know, the, it's the whole making movies, like a, it's just walking through a minefield all the time. You never know what's, what's going to happen. But you... Your, your attitude is important too. Walking around going "this sucks" and "I hate everything" doesn't embode you well with anybody else either. And and that's not, you know. And 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 really, what it is, it, it's like as you're working through going, you know, television is some of, of nowadays is some of where the fabulous scripts are being rewritten, are rewritten, are written. Sorry, that people want to work in television because now they're just, you know, the, the good thing about television. Why actors like it and and producers like it and and, and a lot of directors like it is that you have all these long arcs now that you can develop characters over a period of months and years rather than two hours. So it it does have a great challenges to it. But I think also that digging deep inside as you as you read the scripts through, I talked about theme. You want to find that within the script. Uh, it may not be a theme that you're interested in but then you do research on it or you find out about it and and it's a challenge to you you're not going to do everything you know that you want to do anyways <laughs> you know so it's like uh moving you know you're moving forward so again you find something that's attracted in the story and uh you know if you're you're getting if you're a director and you get scripts submitted to you uh because people want you to direct them uh, you have a more opportunity to say no. I, you know, this is not a story I'm interested in, or we have a massive rewrite here, or whatever. Television is a different animal because technically you get hired, then you get the script. Right, right. right. Um, your agent goes, "Okay, we got your job on blah blah blah." Okay, and then you get a script on the plane, on the, you read it, or wherever you are. And then sometimes I've I've had you know where you get the script, you go, oh, "Okay, well this would be great." I walk in the office and they say, "Give me, we have a new script for you because of just right. whatever." It's, Bang, and you're starting right. from scratch. So. You know, television is a wild roller coaster ride, and uh, you know that's what separates, I guess, the professionals as well. It's uh, okay, going to make it work, and that's what you do. And the process that we're going to talk a bit about today is: is no matter what kind of script it is, you're still doing the same thing. Right? Absolutely, and I now, think the, that's important. I, I have a, a well, well. One, I want to I want to piggyback on what you said about the attitude and about. You know, you change what you can. You work with the people, and you do all that. And if you can't change, it, you know, things, and you still, are, you know, are going to do the job, then you focus on what you do like, as opposed to what you don't like. I mean, I, I, I everybody knows that I have problems with computers and and uh, phones and everything. And I went into the, uh, as an anecdotal story, went into uh, 
customer service the other day and said, you know, I spend more time with the customer service than I do with my family. <laughs> and, and the guy said, yeah, well, just think of it this way. We're going to think positive now. Think about the fact that you're getting all of that customer service. Right. And, and, you know, that we're here for you, you know, and that for the hundreds of hours you've spent here, where else could you get hundreds of hours of customer care? And on the one hand, after wanting to hit the guy, yeah. I was, you know, he's right. I mean, it, it is true. I mean, that it, while it was under warranty, you know, they do, right. they do take care of it. But his point was, let's think positive, let's not think negative. Yeah. So in the same way with the script, you know, it is uh, – you know, think about what you can do and, and, and highlight, you know, all the reasons why you like doing something and all the, I guess all the parts so that your attitude is in check and, and so that it uh, uh, you can do the best job with the material you have. Um, having said that, I want to I point out to the listeners that Peter has been, this is the 11th chapter of a series, a director series that we're doing. And so uh, we're in the middle of this if you're joining us for the first time. I invite you to, and, and for anyone who else who hasn't yet, to go back and to review the other shows at your leisure. Um, you can do it in order. I, I think that's wise. Um, it's really good material, So you're gonna, and it's critical material if you're directing or if you're a filmmaker and you're going to want to have it. I also want to point out that Peter does have um, – programs available for you from his website, which is actioncutprint.com. He's got the director series, and he's got a scheduling and breakdown series for the first AD, and they are absolutely wonderful programs. And I mention them now just just because I want to, because uh, some of the material is, is coming directly from those programs, and, and if you get those programs, you will increase your learning a hundredfold. And, uh, and and I'm happy that we are able to discuss what we discuss here in the director series on on my show because it is is it's critical for us to have. So go back and listen, and uh, and uh, go check out Peter's website as well. Um, so sorry about that. So we, you've you've hit some important things here. I mean, we talked about attitude, but you said what are your themes and what attracted to your story. And so as a director, what else do you ask yourself then? What 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 other things do you focus on in terms of inter- interpreting the script? Well, I, it's a it's a large there's there's a lot of things you're looking at as well, and I think from a lot of the internal stuff that you're doing, um, that's your stuff. I think that's what I'm talking about right now, and it's like we talk about, um, okay, well, why did if you say, well, I'm attracted to the story, then trigger, okay, why am I attracted to the story? And a lot of times it's like, well, what are, what are your point of views in life? You know, we all have our own points of view. We're all some some of us have very strong points of view in our lives. So, um, you know, is that is that the theme that you're talking about? Because everything we talk about is like all related. You know, they're very you don't really separate these things out because they all overlap. So, because if you have a strong point of view on certain subject matter, um, you know, that's going to help you. And in the script is talking about that subject matter. Um, that's going to help you as you go through. And sometimes it's counter, too, because everything is like you have a very strong point of view on a subject, yet the script you're, 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 you're directing is talking about the negative side of that. What do you do with that? You, see, you either say, I don't want to do this script, or I'm going to do this. You know, like those are some of those, what, you know, those um, situations we get into. Uh, you know, and, I, and again, I think in television... Um, you know, if the points of view are 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 valid on both sides, and they're bringing up, then it's then it's our job to to basically um, you know tell the story on both sides or whatever. It's just you know sometimes we get a little caught up on our own point of view, but you need to have that. You need to understand what that is. Um, and I think also it's like in, you know with that is, do you have a burning desire to say something? Um, you know, what's important to you? I remember when I became first interested in films when I was 16, 17 years old, and I picked up a camera and I started reading about cinematography. And then when I went to Ryerson in Toronto for film school of 70 to 73, uh, well, I shouldn't say those dates, it kind of dates me now, doesn't it? But um, I, I didn't want to go into directing because I said, I have nothing to say. I remember that very clearly. I wanted to get into the technical part. I fell in love with the the, the machines and the, and the cinematography, and I wanted to work with light. and And I spent three years after film school as an assistant cameraman and all of this kind of stuff. And and finally, I think I grew up too, right? Because I was 19. I didn't, you know, I came, 
and going to the big city, going to film school. But I remember distinctly saying, I'm not in, because someone said, well, why don't you want to be a director? I said, well, right now I have nothing to say. <laughs> so I just found that very interesting. At least I knew it at the time. Uh-huh. And, and then, you know, around 76, I got, you know, things changed for me. Because, you know, you're six years older and things are going on. And and uh, I started to have things to say at that point and, and then started to get, you know, really working on the directing and writing side into documentaries is where I started. But I always use I always find that fascinating. That <laughs> I have not, Of course, of course, you always have something to say, you know. But it was just that I use it as an excuse, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, but also from a film side, it's like whatever you're learning, whether you're going to be a grip or a camera or anything, and then you eventually be a director. It all benefits you in the long run, anyways. So, I mean, look at what you're doing. You're doing everything. I think you and craft service as well, right? So, <laughs> you know, it, and it and it, it, you know, from an from as you as an actor or a producer or a director, as a writer, I mean, you wear a lot of hats. Uh, one thing is going to help you do the other ones. So well, that's really important. Absolutely, and what I really like about your approach is that I, I, I've always been of the opinion that, Chris, that questions, and, and good questions, and knowing how to ask yourself good questions, is like uh, focusing a laser beam, or taking a microscope and getting some, or telescope and getting bringing things into focus. Um, a lot of us kind of run around without stopping and really asking of ourselves. A question, you know, we just kind of go ahead and unconsciously we think we know things and we approach it, but but to stop to say, okay, you know, why am I attracted to this? What is it that attracts? What are the nuts and bolts? What what, you know, what's what's my position on this? And to and to take that time to do that really helps focus our our our, our intentions, our motivations, our talents, our abilities, and I think does make us. Um, more unique. I mean, it makes us more specific. It makes us more, uh, whether we're accepted, you know, critically or not, from others. But what it does is it does help fashion your style and your and and your voice because you've you've you know the individual does the legwork to to illuminate things that they might otherwise, in some cases, they might be aware of, but in other in, in other cases, they might just completely miss. And so. I, I really like how you focus the attention, you know, what the director's mind should be or, or in the, for example, in the director series or as a first AD, what, you know, what things you need to know and ask yourself in order to succeed at your job. Um, so I, I, I think this is absolutely critical information to have and, well, and I think, not, yeah. not just to have but to use. Well, it is, and I, I think that, you know, when I started, you know, directing documentaries or when I started directing television, I didn't know, you know, half of what I know now or more uh, because right. you learn. You know, it's like I always equate it to learning to drive a car. You know, we can sit and, you know, I can I can teach you how to drive a car. I can, I can, I can you know, spend a month in a classroom and show you the videos and we could read books and we can do all that. But until you actually sit in the bloody thing and put the seatbelt on and drive around the parking lot, you're not driving. You're not making the movie, right? <laughs> right. And uh, the car analogy is so good. And like anything else, you you, could, you 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 have a lot of theory what you need, but you got to get out and you got to start working on it. And and of course, sitting when because I've been teaching my own workshops for about 18 years, and then you know a lot of the work I do at the film school. And uh-huh. what happens is that when you have to teach a class or you teach a workshop or anybody that teaches knows this, is that you have to sit down with a blank piece of paper and you go, okay, I have to talk to what am I talking about today? And all that stuff is in your head, which you just know about. How do you say? How do you put it on paper? Like so, then there, there's the journey. About after you finish, you go, "Oh my God, do I know all that?" Because <laughs> you don't. Because it, it becomes instant. It's like again, the driving the car analogy is. Um, it's like the first time you drive a car, and, and to use actor terms, you're you're totally in your head, right? You. And, you know, I asked people in the class, okay, well, who, who remembers the first time they drove a car? And they put their hands up and said, well, what was going on? It's like you put your seatbelt on, you adjust the mirror. The guy sitting beside you, you're nervous as hell. I mean, you're not you're not even in your body, right? You're totally in your head. Everything is left, right, right. And I said, now what? After five, ten years, me driving a car for I don't know how many years now, 40 years, it's like the car drives by itself. Right? 
Like, I don't even know right. I'm driving from A to B. And, I mean, there's a $160 fine here in Vancouver for being on the cell phone. But, you know, you could be listening to the radio on the cell phone, looking around, and all of a sudden 10 minutes goes by and you get somewhere because you're in the body now, in the car, because it's natural. Or turning on, well, maybe not to you, Rex, but turning on a computer. <laughs> and once you get to know a computer program, you know, starting off, is always the most difficult. It's like push a button on. I remember the first time I got on a computer. It's like holy smokes, what do you, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Because but now it's like anything else. It becomes part of who you are, and it's an education. And I've always I've always talked about the art and the craft of filmmaking. Well, we spend the majority of our time in our early part of careers learning the craft, right? The technical craft. Even directing writing, it's the technical craft, right? Do this, do this, do this. If you put this here, you put this here. If you put the flag on this way, if you put the lens on this way, in the three-act structure, whatever it is, you know, you're learning the craft. The art comes later. Uh, so you have to learn how to to do that that point. And I and that's why, you know, when you look at it, you know, as filmmaking is 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 one of the great arts, like writing and painting, and this can be debated. But you know, we are artists because we're telling stories, and it's just a bigger machine. Uh, rather than one person painting or a poet, but you need to have you need to have developed you know as you grow older and sometimes old growing older doesn't mean you're more mature, but the idea is that you're getting more experience in life, and as you get more experience in life because you're dealing with relationships, you're dealing with the, you know you can see that you're traveling, you're meeting people, these affect you, and as you read stories, uh, you'll find stories. That over a period of time, you start changing too, don't you? You start, oh, I'm really interested in this. And then all of a sudden, you start becoming five years late. You start getting interested in this. Well, that's because you're also growing as a human being. And that as a, you know, as a writer or a director, as an actor, we need to grow. You can't, you can't be standing still because there's something to learn. There's something to listen to. There's another point of view. What is that point of view? And if you're writing a book or directing a movie or writing or whatever it is, and it's your point of view, it's your point of view. You're telling a story from, that's fine. But someone else could tell the same subject from a different point of view, and that's what makes it interesting. So I I guess the word is, you know, you don't want to be wishy-washy. And, you know, that's a bad thing for an actor to be when you're performing. Make a choice, right? You've heard that. You know, as an actor, it's about making a choice. And yeah. I could do this, or I could do this, or I could do this. But if, but if you're, but you, okay, well then make a choice. Like walking into the audition, you know, you have to make a choice because you don't know any if it's right or wrong for the director, anyways. So don't try to outthink everybody. Make a choice. And I think that's what we're talking about here too. And uh, you know, and I think a lot of that is about the security you have, uh, or insecurities you have as a person too. But, you know, getting back into the script side, it's because you're translating this. You're reading words on a paper. And as a as a filmmaker, as a director, as an artist, you start visualizing images, ideas, uh, feelings, because you're into the realm of feelings and emotions. It's Because it's, ultimately, what's the experience for the audience? You want them to feel something at the end when, when you go to credits. And what is it? Could be could be laugh, could be terror, could be hmm. That's very thought provoking. Uh, whatever it is, and that's why when you go back to what's the theme, what's your point of view, that's the driving force that works all through this. Because as we'll talk about it a little later, it's the text and subtext, and it's the subtext is really where you live in. It's it's the subworld and the subtext. It's what's sort of not being said, and is really the important factors of what's going on. It's the mythology, if you will, you know. Well, I I think I think what you do again when you when you ask these questions and when you focus your mind in that way is is you provide the d- a direction for the director um which is which is cool. I mean, I, I was going to say that, you know, key line or key art, the idea of high concept, the notion that you can, you know, you know or an elevator pitch in the in the business world, you know, can you sum something up in a sentence or two? Can you tell us what it's all about? Mm-hmm. If if you can have that theme. I mean, in other words, what it does is it organizes your thoughts and perceptions that you can always keep coming back to is a, how am I doing in telling 
this story? Am I am I am I telling the theme? Am, you know, or am I confusing it? Am I diluting it? Am I on target with with you know what it is that I you know what I'm trying to say here? So it it gives you that reference point as a director. That's why I said it gives direction to the director or the director, so that they can know if they're closer or further away from from what they originally you know answered themselves on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a great place to a, a great thing to have, you know, because you know it, it then you know as we've gone through this and talked about the, you know, analyzing the script and then analyzing specific scenes and you know you know are you staying true to you know your vision here, and I and and I can't, I, I just can't say enough good things about having organizing principles that organize your perceptions when, as an artist mm-hmm. or as a creator, you know, or as a business person, any job. If 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 you can, you know, do the mental work that that it that shapes you to be able to more easily and readily do your job, then then that's what you want to do. And 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 again. Uh, that's why I enjoy having these questions so much that you having these these um considerations that people can ask themselves in order to uh make the best movie they can make. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you said something too which is really interesting is that you you were alluding to a structure and you know people can question well art doesn't have structure that's what makes it art, right? Well, there is a certain structure to anything, to a poem, to a painting, to a book, to a film. Uh, you know, you can only, you know, and technically, art is there to push the envelope. And, and uh, But you, you need to know, I said, the craft of painting. I mean, technically, most painters will paint inside the frame, right? Uh, you know, otherwise, they're painting all over the wall, too. And that's fine if that's okay. But, you know, with a film, the, the, one of the, the major things with the film uh, is it's so bloody expensive and there's so many people working on it and that creates a different kind of attitude i mean theater okay you go into theaters a lot of people working on theater too but when you take the singular arts like writing or painting or poetry that kind of thing it's a different kind of mentality because it's really one person fighting their devil their demons trying to write or paint or something but film, it's such a collaborative effort, and that the structure is really important. And to understand filmmaking 101 is to understand, you know, that you know, I always when I'm teaching, I always sort of hold up my hand, which is my, and point to my watch, and I tell everybody, I said, "What's this?" Everybody goes, "Well, it's your watch." I go, "No," I said, "It's the machine that runs the film business, right?" Uh-huh. And it's because it's time and money. And it's the AD's watch, right? It's like, okay, we got to keep moving on <laughs> because this is every hour is costing us twenty thousand dollars, or whatever the the number is. So you you need to work within those structures, and that's why you know filmmaking is an extremely difficult uh, process, and it takes years of understanding all the elements, and you never and you'll never learn them all, but at least go through the process. Um, of learning it and how to factor in and how to cut, and how to not cut corners, but to uh, cut to the chase, how to simplify maybe, and how to do things easy. And we've I've always talked about you know from a directorial point of view. I think I've talked about this already that you know the one one of the things that separates film from say photography or theater, which are the two other visual and, and actor mediums, is montage, is editing, and that in your head. Uh, you really need to understand the editing because it's like that's what the film, that's what we're eventually doing. We're we're all putting these pieces together, script and actors and locations and costumes and all of that, to essentially, when you really think about it, get to the editing room where we put the movie together. And you have to have those pieces in the beginning, of course, but you can manipulate and change and do that because it's in the editing room um, and and the understanding of montage of what putting two pieces of film can can impact a, on an audience is really the the art form of making movies um so the script wise it goes back to you know my mantra is story performance and everything else and so it starts with story and then it starts with the performance of the actors, and then everything else is literally everything else: camera, wardrobe, visual effects, whatever, however you want to call it. Because without the first two in that order, 
um, in my experience, that you know you need to. That's where you need to do your focus. So script is critical. I remember starting off reading scripts when I was directing. I didn't really understand the script writing process, and you had I had this uh, you know a feeling. Well, I like it or I don't like it, but I'm not sure why. And I think that that's that's experience of going through the script and finding out why you like it or why you don't like it. And that's critical because you're in the interpretation business now. And that I used the word wishy-washy a little while ago. And it's like, well, you know what? Don't worry about it. Well, if you feel there's a problem in the script, but you don't deal with it, and then when you're on the set and the actors kind of can't deal with it, well, we'll just shoot it anyways. Well, isn't the audience going to think the same thing when they watch it? Like, what the hell was that? (laughs) I don't understand. So it impacts all the way through to the viewer sitting in in front of their TV or in the in the, in the in the movie theater. So script writing, understanding the script from a directorial point of view, is incredibly important. Like I said in the beginning, you don't have to be a writer to be a good director. Obviously, you don't have to do that. But I've read the script books. I've gone through the three X structure. I've got all of Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey and books, and and you know, and and reading them and understanding about the process, and understanding about characters and character development. So those are all the uh, those are all the bigger issues, which goes right back into your themes. What do you want? You know, what do you want to say? Um, you know what attracted to your story, and and it's like you have to dig these out, and they're not going to come all at once. They're going to come all through your journey of making this movie. So it's, I, it's, it's I, just interesting, right? And, and I think that's a, a very important. Then we're going to have to take a break. Um, but the uh, what's truly important is that is, and and I've told people this. I mean, in my other business, questions is a huge part of it. You know. I, I, if they go to my professional and personal development seminars, I mean, questions is kind of the mainstay of of uh, a lot of my approach. But that it's not about asking the question once and being done with it. It's about ask, continuing to ask the question. You know, you 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 know, I can say, you, you know, what attracted to me, but but that changes day to day. I don't know if we talked about this before, but you know, I've been a public speaker half of my life. And, you know, we've always said, go back and listen to programs again and again and again and again. And people should. You should listen to this program, the one that Peter and I are doing and Peter's programs or any of these interviews over and over and over again because you get different information each time you learn. Well, exactly. And I used to think, oh, yeah, you know, that's true. But I never really experienced it until I was listening to a friend of mine's program one day. And, you know, he said, go ahead and listen to it every day. I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so I, I had it in the car, and I listened one day, and I and I went, okay, great. And the next day, I put the same CD in, and I listened, and I went, oh, I don't remember him talking about that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the number of times that I said that while I was driving just reinforced this notion. I mean, it, it was like the first time I had ever heard it. And I'm and I'm like, I've yeah, I've been in this half of my life. I I know these things, and I, you know, and I deal with this all the time, and I and I and I I give this, you know, this 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 injunction. I tell people do this. But it really came, you know, coming came back to me hard and fast in terms of boy, did I miss a lot in that first listen? And so um, again, I encourage people to go back through this program, go back through this episode, go back and listen over and over again, and and ask this. And, and what you were saying is ask it on your, you know, these questions on your journey because you change your 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 uh, relationship with the material changes mm-hmm. each day that you're with it. You know, as 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 you're making things happen, or as things, you know, uh, when you're making a movie, so you, so you, you revisit, and actually, experience, you know, wisdom comes from experience revisited, and that's how we grow. You know, not mm-hmm. making the same mistakes twice, but but learning. Or trying not to. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Of course. Let me take a short break here, Peter, because we've blown way yeah. past the break time. We've got about you know 17 minutes or so left in the hour, and I and I need to just say you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official website is rexsikes.com. Please friend us, follow us, um, uh, on right where you're listening right now, live or archived. Do that and do us another great, huge, big favor. Um, all of these uh, interviews are and discussions and conversations have been provided to you absolutely free, no charge, for you to utilize to maximize your learning experience and to to make your dreams come true, to be a true and you know professional at what you do, and 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 that's what we want. 
Um, but please take a moment and leave a comment after the show or during the show. Uh, once the player closes down right there at Blog Talk, go ahead and leave a, a comment in the comment window. If you do that, that would be really cool. And then at iTunes, uh, they always want you to rate and review the podcast. If you go and get the – if you subscribe to all of them or get them one at a time, if you would rate and review each show – or leave a comment there. It helps us increase our visibility and get the word out to other people, other filmmakers, other content makers who may or may not know about the show yet. And you're spreading the word uh, around. I, you know, I'm just in Hollywood, and, and, and many, many people I'd meet, they go, oh, you're Rex movie. Oh, this, uh, thank you so much for the podcast. Other people had no idea. You know, they don't know about the show. They hadn't heard about it yet. And it's always fun to introduce people to new things. And so I would say, yeah, here, check it out. And so if you would help us do that, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, I've got lots more great guests coming up, but I'm going to tell you only about one, and that's Peter Marshall will be returning on uh, December 1st, I believe. i got to confirm that, but I think it's December 1st. Same time, same place, Rex X Movie Beat. Um, and we will continue the discussion with Peter at that time. And, yes, it is the 1st of December. It's a Thursday. All right, back to Peter. Hey, Rex. Hey. Okay. Well, uh, again, it, it's it is. I think the, one of the key things when I first started getting getting involved in directing, you know, was the overwhelm on the script and not understanding the story and how to translate it. And and I think that a lot of directors come at it from the approach of visual first, which is to be expected. I mean, I I'll read a script and I start getting like ideas for shots and images and all of that, and and those are great. I mean, that's what you need to be doing, but you need to dig deeper into the script first. I think this is why we're having this conversation. Is that's the first thing you're doing is interpreting the script and figuring all these things out because you need to know. It's like you need to know the engine of the car um, before you start getting in and driving it, and and that's really important. So. Um, you know, but everything is overlapped, and it, and it's a frightening. You know, in the beginning, it's frightening because we all think, well, I read the script and and I get to know it. And and you're saying, well, listening to somebody's tape over and over again, and then you hear different things. Well, that's the same thing with the script. You read the script over and over again, and you make your notes, and and you know, eventually, um, your um, you know, you 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 read another page, and and you you see something you haven't seen before. And this happens. I mean, this happened when I was breaking the script down as an AD, which you break it down differently. But or as a director, it's like, where did that come from? Oh, I get it. Or somebody or an actor will say, blah blah blah, and you go, oh, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the actors there are then coming in, or the producer will say, well, this is what I thought. You know, this is what I thought this was going to be about. So, what's the story about? Are what's the theme and which direction are we going in? Everybody needs to be on the same page at some point. So that's always very critical. And you know, you want to be absorbed, you know, and, and to do that it's it's research too. You know, you have to research the story. Is it you know, you, and I think here's another word of advice, never take anything for granted. Never assume just because it's written down that it's a fact. Because maybe the person who wrote it didn't get it right, or that if you're, uh, you know, you're doing something, uh, you know, a script that has it's about a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a brother and a sister and their parents are divorced, um, and it's all about their journey and, and dealing with the family and the mother and father, and you read it and you go, there's something not right here. This doesn't sound right because you had already been through that as a kid and your parents got divorced. You know the pain that you went through and that's what you bring into it as an actor and as a director you know to bring forward and have your meeting and say well you know uh, you know i find that maybe we can go in this tack because you're talking about the raw emotions that you went through as a kid when your parents were getting divorced so you use those or whatever whatever the subject is you use that into the story because you have to keep in mind that the writer writes it and then in the director interprets it, and you put it in visually, and so you're going to put your own stamp on the story. You're going to put your own, you know, like, well, change this, change that, and as long as there's a, you know, if you're a producer director, that's one thing, but, you know, everybody needs to be sort of on the same page. I think that's where the, the writer 
as the, as the poor cousin to a certain extent, you give your baby up and then you go away to the bar because everyone else is going to be changing it anyways. And that's the nature of the business. But it's the collaboration that's really important to well, be able I to do that. that. I, I think that is another important reason why you want to ask these questions, why you want to do the detailed work that you're you're talking about, um, because what you said before, there there are some directors, you know, who you get on the set and the actor asks a question, they they don't really know how to answer it or no. or you know, so if you do this work and you interpret and you figure it all out and and you are specific, then you have a better chance of of enlisting the cooperation of everyone to make the same movie because you can articulate it. And one of the things about articulation is is I can tell you anything, and and you may take it you know completely. I can say it's purple, and you can walk around thinking it's yellow. So the the better communication we have, um, and the the more the the, the director can speak precisely as to, you know, what points they're making and, and what the vision is and, and, and what style they're going, you know, the more they can, the more that they can be specific, the better chance that other people will hear it and understand it and, and, and work with that as opposed to, I mean, we've all been on a set where everybody's making a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it looks like a, it looks like a a badly made pizza when it's done, right? It, it is, it is, you know. But it, like a script, making a movie is like taking a road trip. You know, if I want to go from Vancouver to L.A. direct, that's highway. You know, I go south uh, and go through the border, and I'm Highway Five pretty well all the way to L.A. Right? Or I can take the, I can go along the. You know, along the, co- the Oregon coast, or I can zip up and go to Vegas, and I can go in. I can, uh, you know, but if I start diverting to uh, in New Orleans and then back, um, is that really where I wanted to go? And I think that you have the journey. I want to go from, you know, Vancouver to L.A. All right, what are the direct ways of doing it? You know, but everybody has to be working with you on on the bus. You know, otherwise, well, let's go over here. Or let's go over here. And you have to you have to have room to do the little side trips, okay? Uh, uh-huh. Because that's part of your experience of traveling. Well, wait a minute, we don't have to be there for another trip. Let's go up and visit this location. Oh, this is pretty cool. We never look at. We're going to see something we've never seen before. We we saw before um, some tourist thing or whatever. But and that's the same in the script. You have to have your journey. Act one, act two, act three, where do you want to go? Where are the turning points? Where do you want to get there? Where where do we want to end? At the end, you work, you know, once you read the script, you work backwards, right? Reverse engineer everything. Okay, we have to get him, you know, it's, you know, the Titanic, the, the boat sinks, he's in the water, he dies, spoiler alert, sorry, ship sinks. Um, you know, what happens to the lady? Okay, then work backwards, All right? How do we get there? And what's the most efficient way to get there? Because we are taking people, who are watching our movie, a short film, our feature film, our our YouTube video, our TV, whatever it is, they're watching this and they're we're taking them on a journey and we want to show them things along the way, but everything should really work in to the theme, to the overall story objective, right? So that uh-huh. they're learning something as as they go, and that's the director's job, the producer's job, and the writer's job to take us on this journey and say, listen, maybe. Part two, we can we can take this route and do go over here because it's taking us too far off our path, and it is very much like that. It is very much like a roadmap and a journey. It's that you can get diverted uh, too much as well and water the the journey down. So, um, you know, I know that you'll have scriptwriters on your program too, and and uh-huh. talking about that whole whole point. And that's from their perspective, and and it's the same perspective. It's it's the writing of the script and the tools you use, and and all of that. But when you take it into the realm of the director, um, now it's it's virtually being translated, and it's like anything, you know. It's the circle effect. You get ten people and twenty people in the circle. I think we all did this with kids. And uh-huh. you're sitting beside me, and I'll whisper a little thing in your ear, then you give it to the next person. And by the time it gets around to the last person, it ain't the story that I talked about. Right. Right? And that's exactly what the danger of you know, doing a film is, is there are so many people and so many elements that 
if you can't keep track of what's the story about, what are the main, what are the objectives of the characters, what's the theme, you know, if you don't have that always in front of you, you're going to lose it because it's very, very easy to get lost in, in all of that. And and then your story gets watered down, becomes wishy-washy, and then complications, and and then it looks like most of the crap we watch anyways. Did I say that? <laughs> right. right. Yeah, very true, very true. So, so in interpreting script, we we we've asked uh, some questions right now. I don't know if we've asked all that you've listed, but we've said, you know, what attracted you to the story? What's your point of view? Um, what are the themes, or what are your mm-hmm. themes? And uh, have we gone on to what do you want to say? I mean, about the yeah. Well, I think we've that's all. And, what's important to you? I think we've talked about. You know, it, it is all part of it. I think what. If, if if they get if your audience gets anything out of this conversation we having it's we're having it's like what do you want to say what are your theme what's important to you mm-hmm. right and I think that's really what I wanted to start off this conversation with is you need right. to find those things out yourself because you're going to be dealing with subject matter that you hate that you 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 don't want to deal with why don't you want to deal with because you either don't believe it or it affects you personally. Well, either way, it's like if you're a journeyman director, or you're, you know, or you're. What does that mean? Look inside yourself and find that out. Tell the story, you know. And then it's like you're telling the story visually, because as you go through and say, okay, I know what the point of view is, I know what the theme is, you know, I know what the scene objectives and character objectives are, et cetera, et cetera. You know, then as you go through dialogue, you know, I don't have to say this, but I can say this visually. Because that's your job. Anybody can, and I mean this, and I've seen it. <laughs> uh-huh. Anybody can essentially do a film, direct a film. Right. And it's like you get a camera, you stick it up, you have the actor read the lines, and you do a whole ton of coverage, and you go to the editing room and try to put it all together. You're going to get a film. It may not be very good, but you're going to get an actor saying lines in front of a camera, and you're going to tell the story. But how to tell it effectively, visually, uh, with poignancy, with feeling, is the art part. And so it's this division of the more you know about what's going on inside of you, and this again applies to basically actors, writers, and directors, because you're dealing with the vulnerability, right? Is that you have to find your vulnerable spots. It's not just for actors, right? As a writer, you have to open up. Pardon me? No, no, I just agreed. I said absolutely. Yeah. It, it's the writer has to open up. To what's what's going on? What's the passion? You know, what's that passion that's happening there? You you used that word earlier, and so find your passion, and and you have to be not afraid to open up and and be vulnerable yourself because how can because that's what you want the audience to feel I, as well. I, I, I want to say something from uh, give an anecdote from my experience. Uh, I I don't consider myself a, a writer. I don't write as a living. I don't you know or to make money. I don't I don't. My sister is a writer. I mean she writes all the time. You know I I don't. But anyway I I was writing a, a screenplay. I've written some, and I was writing a character who based on a person I just knew and did not like. And I and I got this character and it, it was a woman. And and when it was all said and done, it was exactly like the person I didn't like. But what I realized later was that that made this person completely one-dimensional. And that what I had to do is go in and go, well, what motivates this person? Right. You know, I don't like I don't like her, but what is what is driving her? Well, she's looking for certain things in her life. She wants this. She wants acceptance from her her mom or her dad. She wanted these things and she wasn't getting them, and that's why she's so difficult to deal with. So I, I went in and I started looking at all these things, and it made and and by the time I was done. Because uh, I'm writing this with the idea that someday I'd direct it, I think. But by the time I was all done, I suddenly had this much, much better developed person. I mean, it was it was a human as opposed to a caricature. Right. It, right. You know, it wasn't just the evil lady. It was this person who had all these needs and desires and drives, and she was really trying to just be a great, good person. You know, not being this evil wench thing. And and it made her more sympathetic and more you know, you could empathize with her and understand that her nuttiness is a result of trying you know and all that kind of stuff. So it was it was but only when I stopped and I said okay you know and started asking myself questions about mm-hmm. who I thought she was 
you know, and and where I could find places that I could empathize or feel or even pity or 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 like or embrace somebody that I just didn't like, and um, and, and so that's again I want to call attention to the fact that the questions open up our neurology to kind of discover things that we may not otherwise know. Well, and or, again, like you said, you get in that particular case, you had someone that you were writing because you were looking at it only from a one-dimensional perspective, that you didn't like right. this person, and you're writing everything about her that you didn't like, and then realize, right. like, wait a minute, we all have two sides. We have a whole many sides to us. And uh, that's the, and then you went back and found those, and you became, you created a real character. You know, well, so, I was – yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's good. I just say I was called out when I was like 13 or 14 years old at a high school uh, because we both liked the same girl, and this guy wanted to fight me, and we were both at odds, and we were about to fight, and there his crowd was kind of holding him back, and my crowd was holding me back, and there was this moment of you know he was calling me all these names, and I was calling him all these names, and everybody's yelling at each other, and suddenly I looked, and I, it was as if Buddha had you know just kind of tapped me on the shoulder, and I went, you know he's surrounded by friends who think he's cool and think he's right and and think that I'm this jerk and this ass and I'm surrounded by people who you know think I'm right and that I'm a jerk and that I'm an ass and it suddenly made me like going we're we're I don't even know why we're fighting anymore you know what I mean it was, it was kind of like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was yeah. I was looking at him going you know he he can't be that bad of a person if all yeah. these people like him yeah and and we ended up resolving our difficulty. I mean, it was just like I, I'm like I don't, I don't you know I don't need to fight you for this. I mean I don't know what you know. And and we ended up talking it out and becoming friends as a result of this. But it was just in this just this like kind of a glimpse when suddenly the, the universe opened up and I went yeah wow. And so it does. I mean everybody has multiple sides and 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 that we never discover if we can't if we don't look for them. And, and well, the same yeah, with true. the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, Peter. We're just about out of time, and I know yes. you're, 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 your schedule <laughs> yeah. here. So let's let's pick this up. Um, uh, this has been fascinating and fabulous. You will be back on December first, um, yeah. and we'll we'll continue, uh, and we'll continue this. We'll get, maybe be able to get into the director tips and guidelines and other things. But for me, this has been a fascinating hour because, uh, as all of them have been, spending time with you because I think again. Anytime we can um, expand our horizons to consider things that we might not have considered, anytime we become right. conscious of those things we're not conscious of, you know, we're 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 doing ourselves a great service. And you, well, you and again, absolutely, that. and it is about you know, I, I found this a fascinating talk today because it's about who are you as a person, right? It's a very philosophical, right. you know, conversation, and I think that, you know, the listeners need to understand that who are you as a person, as a woman, as a man, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, uh, as a father, as a mother, as a brother, like who are you? And you have to sort of look in the mirror and go, who am I really? Because I need to take that with me, and I, and when I when I tell stories, or I work with actors, or I write, or I direct or act, whatever it is, that's truth. And ultimately, is what is your truth? Because that's the story you have to tell. Well, fantastic! And with those remarks, I'll let I will say um, adieu until next time. That was that was very cool, Peter, and I uh, so you appreciate you being here. And have a great uh, a great time. Uh, it'll be about what is it? A week? Two weeks? Yeah, two I weeks. think it's just a week. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a week. A week from this Thursday, we'll be back yeah. with you. So, yeah. looking forward to it. Enjoy the head of Trilby and uh, I will and, do that. And and, and uh, Take some pictures of those eagles next time. <laughs> okay. They fly fast. <laughs> okay, then. All right, Rex. Thank take you care. so much. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I want to thank, again, my fascinating guest, Mr. Peter Marshall, for all of his contributions to us who listen to him and for these conversations over the past years. Um, it's just a tremendous wealth and source of knowledge and information and, and a practical experience. I mean, he's been in the business over 35 years, directed scores of television shows, feature films, documentaries. He's won awards. He's also been a first AD. I mean, he's done everything. And so uh, please do um, share what Peter has to say with others. Spread the word. Post the URLs anywhere and everywhere you can. Um, when you 
encounter other filmmakers and your and your crews and your cast and that. Go ahead and tell them about these interviews and and and, and also do please leave comments right now after the show. If you if you you know archived, I mean you're listening archived. Uh, anytime twenty four seven, go ahead and leave a comment. Listening live, go ahead and leave a comment. Uh, go ahead, tweet about it. Facebook, MySpace, Google, whatever you might. Uh, do and uh, iTunes as well. Um, leave comments. All right, so you can um, join us here. You can find us. You can follow us at at uh, Blog Talk, and uh, you can become a friend of Rex Sykes Movie Beat uh, on Facebook by clicking on the group, uh, by clicking on the like page, the like button on the page. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat on Facebook. You can follow me at Twitter at Rex Sykes Movie BT. It's Rex Sykes Movie. BT. Let me tell you a little bit about Spade County Massacre. Um, we got a Spade County Massacre friends page on Facebook. You can go and you can like it. Spade County Massacre is coming out soon. Uh, we're going to have a worldwide online web one-time only viewing of the movie December 8th, and you're going to want to find out about that. Um, it is a gruesome, gory horror film. It is a horrific horror film. So I warn you, it's bloody and gory and disturbing. So if that's not your cup of tea, you may not want to watch it. But if you like graphic horror films, uh, Spade County Massacre may be uh, right up your alley. So if you go to Facebook and look up the Spade County Massacre, it's there. There's now a new 45-second gruesome trailer that's on my page, Rex Sykes' profile page, as well as the Spade County Massacre site. Uh, but, yeah, you can help us get the word out about that, too. So, everybody, thanks and thanks um, for listening in. i got many more exciting guests coming up. Stay tuned. Keep, sh- keep sharing this website and these interviews with all your friends and contacts. Please do leave comments and, uh, and, and stay right with us. Come back again for the next show. And all right, everybody, have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects, make your dreams come true. Have a happy Thanksgiving if you live inside the United States and elsewhere. Have a marvelous, marvelous week. Um, Until we meet the next time, that is a wrap.